Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. This is the part where I tell you about my Patreon. And guess what? I still have a Patreon. At patreon.com slash Matthew Donald, there you can buy, well, I, I guess find, but I guess buy is the trick term. That was a bit of a Freudian slip there, but that is correct. You can buy slash find bonus content um, about pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, uh, we're having a bit of a wild card because I'm in a rut here where I'm recording this later in the month rather than earlier. So it's going to be one of three things, three very different things. It's either going to be Walking with Dinosaurs, the documentary. The Valley of Guanji, Ray Harryhausen's stop-motion anime film about cowboys and dinosaurs, or Ratchet and Clank Tools of Destruction, the game that has alien dinosaurs in one level. It's going to be one of those three things, so enjoy whichever one it is. Link is in the description before you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support and have a good day. This show continues to be as professional as ever. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like the late heavy bombardment of the Hadean Eon, rains destructive crap upon the Earth. (laughs) My name's Matthew Donald. Each week, I'm a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by someone who does the opposite of raining crap upon the Earth, because they got a moth, and they're like, I need to release it. (laughs) It's Stephen Curl. How are you? (laughs) Hello, everyone. Uh, You're a better person than I. I, you know, I just... I mean, you try to be like, I, I would like to be, uh, I mean, look, look at me using one of these straws here. If they had one of these lids that could, uh, you know, I okay, tell here. the Visco girls there on it. No, I'm there kidding. we go. I'm mm. kidding. Mm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I just a tr- try to look at it from the moth's perspective. Like, I know. Would you like it as something bigger than you thought you were a pest and tried to squish you? Like, I mean, honestly, at this point with rent being the expensive as it did. No, fair <laughs> point. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, my always just, my justification is like they're gross and there's so many of them, and I'm like that also could apply to people too, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so, but like I do try to release moths as best I can. It's more spiders and other b- crawly bugs that are like you actually have to make effort to like. Right. That's one I tend to just crush, but I, I shouldn't do that. I mean, if it's a black widow, uh, I mean, yeah, know, that's that's more self defense than anything. Right. Right. Like, right. So, uh, but so the, the dinosaur related question in terms of pop culture, except this is really dinosaur. This is prehistoric animal i guess is there a limit to if there was a bug a prehistoric bug of some sort is there a limit on when you would stop being like oh i need to release it to like i need to kill this thing (laughs) well yes if it's something that was harmful to me or my family or my students like what if it was one of those 
locusts in Jurassic World to me. <laughs> oh god, those things actually freak me out because they're so big. Like they're so big. You no, know, like getting like in the movie when they're in the lab and then they start swarming. Like, oh that, yeah, that is like a nightmare for me. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, um, and it's also like that part when Grant was like, "I need a sample." Like you stick your hand in there, and Grant's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "Exactly." Yeah. yeah. So yes, no, I try I try to save critters, but when they're really big and they're trying to eat me, uh, that's a different story. I feel like actually at that point I would I would do I wouldn't kill it just because if I did, there'd be a mess left behind. Well, that's another thing, but people are like, oh, squish the bug. One, not only is it mean, two, you're you have bug guts everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Why why no. if it's that big, the bug guts are immense. Oh god, that would just be- And you might see like a leg like twitch. <laughs> like because I mean, the nerves haven't quite died yet. I'm, I'm, oh right. I mean, imagine you're driving and one of those splats on your windshield. Like, oh, yeah. It would cover almost the whole windshield. You know, I've seen people complain that like, oh, you don't see bugs splat on windshields anymore. And I'm like, on one hand, I get the concern from my rental. On the other hand, I'm like, that's kind of a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated that whenever that happened, it's driving kind of, through Texas or it whatever. It's kind of nasty. <laughs> but I get the environmental concerns like, oh, the bugs are all going away. Well, yeah. Like, it's kind of a, they're kind of canary in the coal mine. Yeah. I'd, yeah. On that lovely note, <laughs> we're talking about a very lovely and not gross creature. If it's one pop culture appearance, would show it to be. It's we're talking about Lagosuchus. Yes, it means rabbit crocodile. That's just a very strange image in my head. Rabbit crocodile. Yeah, and it's not. It's not a crocodile or a rabbit. <laughs> so. What is it? It's a dinosaur form. A cloud of archosaur reptiles that includes dinosaurs, obviously, but also they're very close relatives that don't quite fit the definition. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, you know, back when they thought maybe Herrerasaurus wasn't a dinosaur, it would have been one of these. Oh. So, uh, a, Di- a dinosaur form for real. Yeah. <laughs> dinosaur, yeah, dinosaur form. All right. So, uh, size 1.5 to 2 feet. Stretch 45 to 55 centimeters long, 0.7 to 1.1 pounds, or 0.3 to 0.5 kilograms. Mm-hmm. So quite little. Uh, it was a carnivore, though. It lived in the mid-Triassic 236 to 234 million years ago. Uh, so uh, back when... That was a while ago. A while ago, but also like when uh, life was really starting to recover from uh, the Permian mass extinction mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. starting to come some crazy forms like sh- chavaropteryx that one just drives me crazy the one that flies with its back legs <laughs> yeah that's just <laughs> there's, there's one that's like a monkey that's like it actually has a prehensile tail really but it's a reptile that's i forget the name of it wow <laughs> like uh and then yeah nature had all kinds of weird experiments especially right then. after a mass extinction when the niches haven't been filled yet Niche, niches. I think. Wait. I, I, God, I was so sure for the. I've, I've always had trouble with this word. I remember learning about what the true pronunciation was recently. I'm like, okay, I'll stick to it. But now I'm like, that doesn't sound right. I think I've heard niche and niche. So I, it's one. Of, it's knee something. It's either niche or niche. I think it's niche. Niche. I think that's one I heard correct. But then again, that was one person's pronunciation. I like probably. niche better than niche. I mean, again, some people say Dimitrodon. So <laughs> as you've told me. Yes, yes. So who knows? Uh, so Language is a human construct. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it was in Argentina. Uh, so that means if it lived a little bit longer, it might have run into Herrerasaurus. Right. That makes sense. So uh, it was described in 1971, pop culture appearances. They made a pretty notable appearance in 65. Uh, the Adam Driver sci-fi flick. Their stance is very crooked and creepy looking. Yeah, they're, they're walking like they're these weird four-legged creatures with the tail sticking up. And, and then like, like their back legs are somehow longer than their front legs, which makes sense. But the way they they kind of crawl like 
Kind of like the sp- when General Grievous walks on all four legs that one part. Yes, in, that, was, in, that uh, part's in, always in of the Sith. <laughs> yeah. Like a spider. <laughs> yeah, so like it kind of it looked they looked very creepy. I remember I'm on um several uh I follow several dinosaur people on Twitter and they were panning that design so much and I just kept trying to argue that was like in a movie like this like at least they uh, artistic license trumps paleo accuracy. <laughs> Often, yes. Yes, like I know that like people would have preferred a more realistic animal. One wouldn't have been Lagosuka. Honestly, I good on them for using it rather than like a raptor or something. You think so? I mean, I mean, just because it's new, it is new. It's really new. Like I know it's I not mean, from sixty-five million years ago. When, but... I, when I first saw sixty-five, I wasn't aware that it was a real species. I thought it was some weird creature they made up. I was like, "That's messed up." It's yeah. cool, but it's messed up. And then I talked with you, and you're like, "No, it's real." And I'm like, "What?" So, well, yeah, and, I mean, and the, the soundtrack of that scene is Lago Attack, so it is a Lago Suka, which makes sense. Uh, now, the one they did make up was that four-legged tyrannosaur. At the oh end. god, the I have no idea why they did that. Because because it's Hollywood. That's pure artistic license. <laughs> also, the, actually, the part of the movie that movie that barbed me the most was the meteor when it hit. It hit in the middle of forest and mountains. Mm-hmm. That's not where it hit. Technically, it hit near. <laughs> it near hit the ocean. near if, if, if in the ocean. I think might right, have been even right. like so. And two, unless it was extreme slow mo, when it hit the fire wave, didn't happen nearly as fast as I thought it would. It seemed to hit, and then you see the tree on fire for like almost two seconds before the wave came in. I'm like, no, if, if, as soon as that thing hit, that, everything within hundreds of miles would, that would be vaporized. Right, obliterated. Instantly. <laughs> would be, no, we're talking about an ejector cloud that moves yeah. thousands and thousands of miles Something that lit- broke the atmosphere. Like, it like it made an ozone hole. It, it punctured the crust of the Earth. <laughs> like, it's crazy how much damage that meteor did. It's more than any nuclear weapon what, that we what, could ha- possibly have. What's the statistic? Have. Like, over a million? Over a billion hydrogen bombs? Something like something that? Something like that. Because I actually looked into this, um, looking it up for... Uh, for Megazoic and Arizen, spoiler alert, <laughs> for my books, because at the end, Zolgaren uses a ship that's, like, really sci-fi and, and has a lot of destruction that's, like, been building up, where it's like, oh, that's what the meteor, the equivalent of the meteor. And some people might see the crazy sci-fi design and be like, that's not, that's overkill for a meteor. I'm like, no. Actually, no. Because, <laughs> like, you need a weapon that's, like, yeah, 420 zettajoules. Zettajoule, wow. Of energy. We've gone to new levels of joules. <laughs> yeah, so... I think Zeta is above is above Pita or Pite. And then that's above Terra. Good. It's two above Terra. Two orders of magnitude above uh, Terra. Okay, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's so... <laughs> yeah, every time I learn more about the KT extinction, the more mind-boggling it just becomes. Like, right. It's kinetic energy at its worst. <laughs> and also, um, you know how the Richter scale works for uh, earthquakes, right? Yeah, it's logarithmic. So, like a a nine is ten times more powerful than an eight, which is ten times more powerful than a seven, which means a nine is a hundred times more powerful than a seven. So, the largest earthquake in recorded history was a nine point five. It was the one in Chile in the sixties. And guess what they think the Richter scale was for the earthquake created by the comet? I've heard at least eleven. 13. 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just, yeah. No. Nothing would be standing. Thank in God in real area. life, Lagosugas did not have to deal with that. I just had to deal with it in the movie 65. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, the real Lagosugas actually had it relatively easy. Yeah, I mean, there was a mass- major extinction. And it was between major extinctions because the Jurassic Jurassic was a major one, too. 
not certainly bigger than the Jurassic Cretaceous. Uh, all right, so um, the Triassic period as a whole, though, was fascinating. There was, seriously could be a whole Walking with Dinosaurs X six-episode miniseries about it alone, mm. um, starting with the Earth recovering from the Permian extinction in that brief period where Lystosaurus took over the world and, you know, and chopped it out of the trees to eat and make Thneeds for in its Thneed factory. <laughs> but then just as the Lorax predicted, the Thneed empire didn't last long. The Lysosaurus got Alcapede to extinction. Oh, dear. <laughs> and, and, the, and this time with no one slur to save the last Thneed seed. Oh, wait, I just get it. Thneed equals the needs. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is a genius. <laughs> Deep, more paleontological than we ever expected. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah, Triassic. Anyway, so this doc- as this documentary goes on, uh, it eventually culminates in the rise of the dinosaurs in, like, episode four or five, with a final episode building up to the Triassic-Jurassic extinction. Yes. And that's the thing. Dinosaurs wouldn't be in this hypothetical documentary until, like, episode four or five, because there was so much going on in the Triassic. Like, people say, like, oh, the dinosaurs live in the Triassic, Jurassic, and the Cretaceous. I'm like, well, half the Triassic. And even then, they weren't really the dominant creatures. It's more the Mm middle-ish. Maybe, maybe early, maybe. But as you say, they were not dominant. There were a few species running around. Yeah, there was plenty of, there was still plenty of, uh, uh, mammal-like reptiles, which is an outdated term. I just can't think of the term right now. Uh, synapsids, I guess. Um, it is synapsid. Okay. Di- Dicynonauts, like uh, Placerias right. and other stuff. And there were some big ones. There's one called Lisuashia, I think what it is. That's the size of an African elephant. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And then and then there were um, crocodilians like Silosuchus that were like almost T-Rex-sized. Wow. <laughs> that They were herbivores, thankfully. <laughs> Which is even weirder. Yeah. Before crocodiles. And then, like, if you look at some of these crocodiles, like the Ryosukians and the Poposaurians, they look like dinosaurs. They look just like dinosaurs. Like, oh, yeah. More than my Postosuchus, even. And Postosuchus, we think, was a biped now. So. They think it was a biped? They think it was a biped now. Wow. Oh, darn. My walking with dinosaurs. Is oh, it's another thing that's inaccurate about it. No. It's, it, it. Time has not been kind to that show, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, but it's still a great show. Uh, and it's like, good window into a time long ago and that time long ago would be 1999 when we thought the dinosaurs looked that way right. <laughs> okay. all right so this is one such creature and this would also probably be in episode four or five maybe the one the pterosaurus again there's like five million years difference in between them but there could have been some overlap like because yeah. the thing we find we're just finding the rocks that we found them in who knows how long their actual range right. it's was. as close as we can date it when i say like 236 to 234 million years ago i'm not just saying I'm not saying that's the range that it lived or or that's the whole range or that's even all the range. It's just when we find those rocks, that's what we think it, those rocks that we found it in were dated around it lived to. lived somewhere in that time frame. And then it, it might have lived less than that time. It might have lived more than that time, you know? Right. Ibotus lived for freaking 200 million years. <laughs> there, are, there are people who try to criticize. Oh, you, you, you can't pinpoint the time. Oh, you think it's it's a giant gap. Well... We're talking about hundreds of millions of years. So the fact that you can nail it down to within 20 million it's years not or like, whatever is actually pretty good. Yeah, there's. I'm actually <laughs> amazed there are some, was it like for the Tasmanian tiger episode that you and I did, I think that was one of the only episodes where we could narrow down when an animal went extinct down to the day. Mm. It's like Sunday, October 31st. Which, <laughs> is, which is very sad. But mm-hmm. yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Anyways, um, Legosuchus is not a dinosaur. Uh, and I thought it was like a crocodile. I thought it was like sort of like... um. What are those ones called? A notosuchid? Like those ones like Prestosuchus or like uh well no the Prestosuchus is a Rausuchid. What are those ones Noosuchid? Caprosuchus. Have you heard of Caprosuchus? Yes, yes. Yeah, like you know those crocodiles that kind of ran like dogs that lived throughout the dinosaur times. Right. Like Sebecus. Which we thought Postosuchus used to be. But yeah, but now it's actually, a Rausuchid. But some actually did behave like that. Yeah, so huh. but no, this is more related to dinosaurs. If you go back a little bit further taxonomically, it's what's considered an an Ava metartarsalia, huh. which is, well, all reptiles more closely related to birds than crocodiles. Mm-hmm. Also, that group includes pterosaurs. <laughs> which may. But this is not, this is more closely related to dinosaurs than pterosaurs, though. Right. So, so it's even closer. On, uh, so it's like that whole part the of the archosaur, the lineage, where, like, where it splits between dinosaurs and crocodiles and where it's supposed to be dinosaurs and dinosaurs. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. It's fascinating to me that the closest living relatives of pterosaurs now are, in fact, birds. Yeah, that's just, it's just so weird to think about. Like You'd think would, it'd be crocodiles or even something. Even though they're not super close. They're closer than you know, crocodiles. They're, they're closer than, but like you know, it's not like T-Rex and a chicken. Yeah, know? which like, some people seem to think still happened. <laughs> but it didn't. To be fair, the bird thing directly, is so confusing yes. too because like we think it, birds start evolving in the Cretaceous in China, but then what the heck was Archaeopteryx? That's a good point. <laughs> like, well, so was the first bird in China older than Archaeopteryx? No. Well, then what like, was Archaeopteryx? Uh, Archaeopteryx was in the Jurassic. Remember, it was one of the champions of the conglomerates. Right. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Pay attention, man. <laughs> Parallel evolution, I guess. I guess because I don't, I don't know if Arch- I think I don't know if Archaeopteryx itself was the ancestor. It birds. could be like how I don't even think it's related to like Cynosauropteryx or all the other Jurassic ones. Maybe it's the, like, or the tri- Cretaceous ones. I mean, maybe it's like the Tuatara, which oh, is yeah. a reptile in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. It looks at first glance like a lizard, but if you study particularly, yeah, it goes way back. Its teeth, its teeth are I don't know the technical term are like actually etched and fused with the skull as opposed to oh. modern reptiles where the teeth have their own roots and are embedded. Right. In the oh, skull they're actually separately. within the, so kind of like so, uh, the plates of like Dunkleosteus almost. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but so, like obviously not like in a big shell like that. Right, right. But my 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 point with that is that it looks like a lizard. Mm-hmm. So maybe it just parallel evolved. Oh yeah, uh, convergent evolution sort of Right, right, yeah. that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, if you look at like this life uh, restoration skeleton of, of Lagosuchus, which might be the theme, the picture of this episode, I don't know. It kind of looks like it did in uh, 65 with those knees. The Actually, be- the way it's hunched over. The way it's hunched over with its knees bending like that. But it really, I don't know, it looks like it would be an awkward way to walk all the time. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this fascinating time when it's like that where dinosaurs were starting to slowly creep their way up and then they haven't quite gotten there yet. And... 
And there's so many different fascinating creatures at the time. Like, you know, Longaswama, the one that's like the has the feathers that like on its back. Hmm. You'll recognize it if you've seen it. If you saw it was a Disney's dinosaur. Oh, well, that it was it was the one that was like a flying lizard. Oh, guy. that thing. Yeah, that guy. Was now cool. we don't actually think it flew. We think that we've kind of raised and lowered. That might have been a relative of dinosaurs too. Apparently, that might have been a time. We don't know what that thing was. There's just so many splinters going off in different directions. With and this. that's the thing about evolution. It's not like a Pokemon style line. It's like a bunch of branches that constantly branch off and keep branching off and keep branching off, and some end and some keep going. And my my old boss said that the evolution tree is more like an evolution bush, where it's like tangled and gnarled and oh, goes absolutely. all over the place. And and also there are some cases. There's this one bird that has revolved from extinction completely on its own. Did you see this? What? <laughs> yeah, so hold on, let me look this up. <laughs> Genetically speaking, it revolved. It's like its ancestor. So there was a bird that had an ancestor, and its ancestor evolved into this bird. That bird went extinct, but then its ancestor evolved into it again. Oh. So the the it adapted again. Yeah. Huh. The uh, Al- Aldabra rail. Yeah, so huh. it re-evolved itself from the dead. That's demented. I'm so confused. <laughs> well, I mean, if... if way if, of nature to just one-up us. It's if, like we have Jurassic Park where it takes millions of dollars and so much time and energy and nature just does it on its own without <laughs> even trying. <laughs> I mean, if the conditions for the previous animals were right and those genes popped up again, yep. I, I guess it could happen. Well, it's like it's like this, this bird washed up on this island and, the, and it evolved into that thing. And then it got killed, and then the same ancestors washed up from the island again and evolved into it again. <laughs> what kind of a time frame are we talking? Oh, here we go. So the rising ocean levels about 136,000 years ago completely submerged on the island, wiping the specific bird from the face of the earth. Ocean levels went back down, and the island reemerged. The same ancestors that created the new extinct bird made it back to the island. Again, to the lack of predators, <laughs> the ancestors evolved in the same way. <laughs> so That is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, nature can be weird sometimes. Like Malcolm that. said it best, life finds a way. Yeah, but no, Lagosuchus itself, it's just like, it's it's such a fascinating little critter. But there's not really much else to say about it because we don't really know too much about what mm. else it was like. Other than, like, I guess we could talk about, like, how... It was dinosaur-ish. Dinosaur-ish. And then there was, like, we found some other creatures that are kind of closely related to, like, uh, Marasuchus that we thought were in the Lagosuchus genus, but then they're slightly more different. It looks like based off this, Marasuchus might have been bipedal, while this was, like, hunched over, which, you're right, seems really awkward. Right. I mean, if it had its tail straight back and it was more parallel, then mm-hmm. that would, you know, a lot yes. of dinosaurs Let's see. Uh, that, but Yeah, the hip, the pelvis is similar to that Marasuchus with a thin pubis and plate-like ischium, which has a large ridge near its ridge edge. The femur is elongated and has a slightly interned femoral head. Hmm. So whatever all that means. <laughs> See, does it say like, cause like what creates, what makes an animal stand on two legs? It doesn't necessarily just how long its legs are. It's also like a thing about the pelvis that allows balance. Right. And maybe that just didn't have it yet, but it had the long legs. It just didn't have. So hmm. there must've been something to favor that type of design though. Like, yeah. Cause yeah, that doesn't just evolve. It, it doesn't work. Right. It must've moved fast or. Oh yeah. No, I'm sure maybe it jumped a lot. Oh, jumping. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> like, but yeah, no. And that, that's why I don't mind the design of it in 65. It's like it's intent was to be a creepy looking and little crawler and they did it, man. <laughs> so like, 
certainly gave Adam Driver a run for his money. And so that little poor go. little girl. And the poor girl. You know, before that movie came out, I was like, there are only so many ways you can put humans and dinosaurs together. Mm-hmm. It's like you either have to have like a lost world, you have to have time travel, time travel, or you need to have like dinosaurs, you, you them, them bringing them back manually, like Jurassic Park, or like dinosaurs from space came back or something like that. Parallel universe. Parallel universe, something like that. There's like so many ways you have to you have to justify it. Sixty five came up with a brilliant new way to do it, and I've heard a lot of people saying I kind of agree that the that the idea of the movie was was better than the execution, and I can see that like a little bit. Like um, I liked the movie, but I, I, yeah. I it kind of was a little bland at times. And I, but like that, I, they, the concept is brilliant. Yeah, the what a brilliant way to bring humans and dinosaurs together. I mean, like back then, Earth was basically an alien planet. So yeah. So and it, if you have this advanced. Because, like, we've, we as audiences have accepted the idea of human aliens before, like, with Superman and, like... Right. And other Superman, stuff like that. lots of Marvel. Pretty yeah, much with, half... Most of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, with some people... There's a little bit of a lot of science fiction where humans were actually from space originally and, like... There's a bunch of those seated on Earth, too. Like, the, the classic movie Moonfall. Obviously, Moonfall. <laughs> Moonfall. <laughs> yes, it's it's... That so, movie takes a turn. It's so outrageous, <laughs> but so fun. It's just like humans built the moon. <laughs> if you suspend literally all belief that you have, it'll be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. You know, another movie similar to 65 is Outlander. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with the uh, TV show where the girl goes back in time to Scotland. Yeah, that's what I was. Th- oh, wait, you're talking about the one with the Viking, right? Yes. So the human alien goes down and then goes in Viking times. Viking yeah. times, yes. Yes. Oh, that's great. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate Lagosukas 1 out of 65 million. In terms I mean, of creepiness, I think it, that's where it gets most of its points. Creep, because, like, other than that, it's kind of little. Well, and... that's, the, that's the kicker. Like, how creepy really was it? Hollywood... I doubt it looked as creepy as it did in 65. Ho- yeah, Hollywood made it look really creepy, but in but real like, life, it was probably just like a lizard. Yeah, a lizard with really so, long back legs you know, that gonna... didn't walk upright. So trying to give it it's like one of those stranger things creatures or yeah, like the coverfield monster almost. almost give it yeah give it the weird mandible yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Face and that is something out of the upside down um i'm gonna give it i think i'll give it a solid 40 million 40 cool, million but we just don't know i'm gonna give it 41 it million because <laughs> like, oh, yeah. i'm trying to rate things beyond just zero or five no. <laughs> yeah so 41 million i think it's cool and I think it's really creepy and like, but also really fascinating. And again, dinosaurs came from this or from a relative of this. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out more. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a little show, you can contact me. I'm at D at methadoncreator.com or, okay, so hold on. I need to keep, I keep forgetting. I have a Paleobites uh, email, but I forget if it's Paleobites pod or Paleobites pod. I think it's Paleobites podcast at gmail.com. Okay, yeah, paleo, or at paleobitespodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. You can find me on social media at Matthew Donald Creator on Facebook at Matthew Donald 64 on Twitter at Matthew Donald 64 on Instagram and also at, uh, oh God, I need to remember this. I know one of them is pod, but the others are podcast. I think on Twitter it's at paleobitespodcast. Yes, oh no, at Twitter it's at paleobitespod and on Instagram it's at Paleobites podcast. There you go. So we have our official Paleobites stuff, and I need to make them all consistent with each other. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, and uh, where can they find you, Steve? You can find me at 
S T E P H E N C C U R R O dot com. Yes. A lot of great stuff like Thank the you, Spark yeah. and soon uh, to be the Cave of Nightmares or whatever it's going to be called. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. My novelette, The Spark, is still available with Hereth Publishing, yes. though they stopped printing it in July. Oh, uh-huh. limited edition. Right, right. They'll continue selling it until all the copies are gone. So okay. you have time. Buy all the copies. Get, one. <laughs> get yourself some rare media. Yes. <laughs> also have a book series on Amazon, Megazoke, available for print and Kindle. There is no Lagosuchus in it. And as my co-host can see here, I've actually started finally keeping track of all the species I use in my books. And I can prove for a fact that Lagosuchus is not in here because it's not in the time that it would have been in. And unlike the creators of 65, I care about that stuff. There you go. <laughs> I care about the accuracy. Because those wouldn't be laser guns. Don't be silly. Just only, only Signraptor would. Just want to throw it out there. He bent it over backwards to put in a lot of fun species, folks. So go read oh, yeah. books. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, indeed. Rugops. It's a crap name. Diabloceratops. Diabloceratops. Arcovenator. <laughs> Yichi. Anyways, bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.